Hey guys, this is Matt from Dinosaur Pileup, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Welcome back to Blues Hockey Podcast, host Jason, along with Chris. Yo. And it's that time for our 2018-2019 St. Louis Blues retrospective. So you heard the intro there from our boys at Dinosaur Pileup. Yep. Yeah, that was a fun concert that we had. We're recording this the day after, which is the 11th yep. of August. So It was a fun show at Del Mar Hall. Um, it was a late night, but it was a good night. It was, yeah. Uh, so... We finally get to do our retrospective after uh, going through and all the clips and listening to old podcasts. And it's going to be a bit of a Monday morning quarterback type of show. Yeah, we're just kind of introducing stuff that we kind of thought about and looking back on things. See how accurate we were. Yeah, it's uh, interesting uh, listening back to some of these, trying to see what we kind of thought. Yeah, uh, we were way down Jordan Bennington, by the way. <laughs> when he first, we well, obviously. Who would have thought it, though? Yeah, I mean, I I figured if there was going to be one place where we were way off the mark, it was going to be him. But, I mean, it was an unknown commodity. The guy was a four-string I think that's more of the thing where, like, oh, here's this guy that's going to fill in for the year and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah, so it was interesting on that one. But a lot of other stuff. So this is part one of the four-part series. Uh, We're going to slowly introduce these. Coming out in the season will be going here, surprisingly. We're about a month away from training camp already. Which is nuts. Yeah. And I haven't missed it. Still no news on Pat Maroon. Uh, it looks like, as of today, nothing. He has a day with the cup. Blues kind of made a deal of it, which I was... Right, which was great. Know, which is good. But nothing really there, so who knows? I, I, and, I really think that the longer this drags out, the more likely he is to come back. And it seems like Barbashev is our only free agents left. Um about the only one. I mean, Edmondson went to arbitration, and he officially one year three point one, which was only what uh, one hundred thousand dollars more. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. So we have a little bit of money left, but almost two million left. Yeah. For Barbashev to sign, so I expect him to get done by training camp, and then who knows what's left for after that? If the list trade somebody, right? Sign Maroon. Who knows? I just don't think there's enough money left. Unfortunately, I mean, it's getting tight for sure. But I, I just, I don't know. Call it the optimist in me. I think if there was a deal to be made elsewhere, it would have been made by now. Well, my thing, and my thing is, like, do you really think Pat Maroon would sit there and leave leave any kind of offers on the table this long? I agree. I if agree. Still, I'm not saying there's still offers not out there. I mean, right. there could be for all we know and just waiting. But it's like, hey, if I really think I wanted a job this coming year, yeah, I think I would more than likely take as long as as long as it's a pretty decent offer. And that's what I'm thinking is I got to think that a lot of the deals that are being presented to him must be similar to what he got last year in St. Louis. And I think, you know, I think any of us, if we were in a position like, like Pat being a hometown guy, if you're going to take you know, if, if money is even, you know, a million here or a million in wherever the hell Calgary or wherever, or wherever he's going, stay here. Yeah. Why not? Who knows what the, what's going on? So it'll be interesting to see what happens for training camp. Uh, a couple of other minor news notes we've have uh, happened since the last time we talked. Mm-hmm. Blues have a new assistant coach, Mark Savard, which former Boston Bruin, which was interesting after yep. everything that happened this uh, year. 
As Mark Savard comes in, the power play specialist. Well, I can't get any worse. So he'll come in there. I think that might be a good thing for our power play. We'll see. Um, another another note that the Blues' new practice facility will be opening up the second week of September. It looks real nice. Yeah. So three sheets of ice. It looks like it'll be pretty cool. So uh, it looks very, very nice. Looking forward to that. So, And it gets them out of the mills. Well, the mills is gone officially. Yeah. That's, uh, that's I mean, probably in the process of being torn down, I believe, right now. Yeah. So nothing there. Rip, so. Rip mills. Oh, man, that's crazy. How fast that declined. Anyway, that's a that's a story for our other podcast about dying malls. So True. we gotta look out for that one. That's gonna we're gonna start that one next season. Yeah. So fast we're gonna rewind all the way back to the 2017-2018 season. Very super quick recap on this. Right. Blue start off really, really well. Yep. Got through mid December really, really good. And then then everything <laughs> fell out. The bottom yep. fell out. They finished there almost for real. They are in the top five at NHL, and then that by the rest of the way, they basically finished in the bottom half. Weren't they the second team to get to twenty wins after? Yeah, after Tampa, Tampa. Yeah. yeah, and they were uh, collapsed after that. So it came down to the final day. Yep, a game in Colorado. Winner goes in, loser goes home. Yeah, and the Blues fell flat Got on smoked. Their- as well as things, too, where the Blues had a, had a three games and four nights to end the season. Yeah. And they're back-to-back in Chicago. And if you remember, the Blues blew it in the final seconds. Oh, I was at that game. When Duncan Keith scored seconds left. Yep. Blues that, came back and won the next game. Yeah. But those points cost them. Yeah, that one point killed it. Yep. Um, Duncan Keith, those were – His he, second goal of the year, too. He was literally – I could – if there was not glass in between the two of us, I could have spit and hit Duncan Keith when he shot that shot. Yeah. Um, and I looked at my buddy, and I was like, it's done. Yeah. And like, it's it just – I you knew that that was going to come back and bite us in the ass, and it did. Yep. Because you win that game, you win the Chicago game, that game in Colorado didn't matter. Yep, exactly. And the Blues go to Colorado and just – Memory serves. Didn't look like they belonged on the ice. I think that the score was worse than the game was because if I remember, the Blues were pulling the goalie with like six minutes left because it was, it was we just couldn't lose in regulation. Yeah, and I think they were down by two, and they pulled the goalie, and they got scored on again. But then they scored. But then they got scored on again. And I think the final was like seven to three, five to two, close, five to two. But you're exactly right on how that happened. The Blues basically were down three to one, got scored on by Landis Hog about three and a half left. They came back and Shen scored with about fifty seconds left. Then Matt Nieto scored with nine seconds yeah. left. So yeah. Blues lose five to two. With, finished with a record of 44, 32, and six to finish ninth in the West. One fifth, point out. One point out. Fifth in the Central. So the only, so only, you know, all the other four Central teams above them made it. Colorado was the one who barely snuck in just on that last game. So the Blues out. It was Mike Yo's first full year as head coach. Mm. Did not go well. Foreshadowing. Correct. Uh, missed playoffs for the uh, only the second time in a handful of years, and uh, vowed uh, there'd be changes. Doug Armstrong comes out on yep. saying, "Stop be- us if you've heard that before." Yeah, and what's what's uh, that's kind of what we kind of said in those podcasts. Um, you know, not going to do well. The Blues finished up. Shen led the way, seventy points. Shen had a great year. Yeah, as his first full year, uh, first year as a Blue. Yep, basically as advertised, which is great. More than as advertised, uh, solidified our number one spot, center spot for the first time in. Long time. Long time. Uh, he did more that first year than Stasny did in four years. Yeah, and nothing against Paul Stasny, but either call it usage, you can call it 
or whatever. Just not you know, chemistry or whatever, but he looked great. Tarasenko finished with 33 goals, mm-hmm. led the way in goals. Down year for him, though. It was. Yeah, he did, He uh, struggled down the way and talked about I remember he injured his shoulder the last game of the year as well. So he had an offseason soldier, That's shoulder right. surgery. I forgot about that. Which would kind of contribute to how he started the season. We'll get into that. And, uh, you know, we finished up the season, and we get into free agency. Well, yep. first off, we get to the draft. The draft, they trade a first-round pick to move up and take Dominic Bach. Correct. With the 25th pick. Um, we really like that pick. Uh, they also take Scott Petrovich. Petrovich? Mm-hmm. With the second pick, a bunch of other guys after that. They trade the third-round pick to move up in the first round with Toronto. We talked about that with Dominic Bach. Yep. Okay, we get to after the draft. And here's where free agency starts. And we had a little talk with Donnie Fandango about all the free agency signings. Blues, July 1st, everybody waiting to see. Right before the time period starts, it was 11 a.m. Central Time, I believe yep. it was. Uh, the Blues are rumored to welcome back, and I'm just going to mind you, this is going to be my thing all season, so this is our new thing for next season. All right. uh, it's going to be fan favorite David Perron, because in the press conference, that's what um, Doug Armstrong called him like numerous times. Fan favorite. So I'm calling him fan favorite David Perron. So. I don't know that the Blues, welcome back. Fan favorite, uh, David Perron. Third for four time's years, a charm. Four years, $4 million per, so 16 mil total. That's uh, a lot of money. A little bit of a raise of what he was making. Uh, last year, he had a career year, which good time to have it. Uh, 70 games played, 16 goals, 50 assists uh, for a total of 66 points, obviously. Uh, 50 penalty minutes, which that's not surprising. And with the Vegas Golden Knights, who went all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. Mm-hmm. So, mind you. He was a, uh, healthy he had a great scratch. season. He was healthy scratch twice, but apparently, according to NHL radio, a couple things that he was apparently sick. He had like some kind of like viral flu thing that right. wiped him out in the second round. That's why he didn't play much. And then when he tried to come back, apparently he wasn't himself. And right. and that was like oh god, that wasn't like him saying that. Well, it was apparently one of the commentators, which is interesting. So anyway, I'll throw it to you guys to say whoa. So welcome back, David Perron. And the last thing before we get into it. Interesting fact. Played with five teams total now. Let's see. Blues, Edmonton, Edmonton, Anaheim, Vegas. Vegas, so four. Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh mixed in there. Five. So he's played with five different teams. He's only signed a contract with the St. Louis Blues. He's always either been traded or picked up in a uh, trade deal. Yeah. Or uh, picked up in the expansion draft, excuse me. So he's always signed a deal with the St. Louis Blues, which is a very interesting uh, stat that came out of all this. So his third contract, fourth contract, all been signed with the Blues. I was grumpy. I, when yeah. I saw it, when I, I was in bed, uh-huh. I rolled over, I checked my phone, and I said, ah, oh, shit. And Mary was like, what? what? What's wrong? Is something at work? And I was like, no, the Blues signed Dave Perron again. And she didn't know what that meant, obviously, but I just, I didn't think, I, I, this is one of those things. We all have players as fans that for whatever reason, whether it's justifiable, not justifiable, we just kind of don't dig. Mm-hmm. And I have just never been a Perron guy. Now, I didn't know the thing about the playoffs, mm-hmm. about being sick. It I didn't just, know either because I thought he was just not playing that, that way. That's what I thought too. I, I don't think the 50 assists can be replicated. I don't particularly love four years, but also at the same time, with this team, I think the pieces of the puzzle totally completely matter and if you're talking about a line that he could potentially be on you know with maybe steen and and whomever i mean then i think you're thinking boy this could get kind of exciting so at first i did not i was who boy negative nelly a hundred percent i most certainly was yeah 
So this here's my initial thought when we, the Blues signed uh, Perron was I was like much like you I rolled over I saw that and I went well we're not doing anything today because you remember the last time we signed Perron was right after like minutes after it was announced that we lost David Backus correct and I joked that it was it was Armstrong going crap we just lost out on this uh, who's available. Go get Perron back. Everyone likes him. <laughs> right. So that's what we kind of thought. So, Stasny was definitely gone after yep. his Perron thing. So when we got yeah. him back again, I was like, we're not getting nobody today. Yeah. We just brought David Perron back again. Um, so he's going to be I a, like Perron. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, he, as much as everyone loved Oshi, I think that it, head-to-head, their potential is the same. I think Oshi's a better teammate, and that's what puts him – Ahead, I feel like Oshie's way more consistent. Like, it feels like, man, you could go a couple weeks without noticing that Dave Perron has hit the ice at all. I think the problem with Perron is he wants to do everything himself. Yeah, and who knows if that's, who knows if that's changed? Because ever since the deal from 2013, he's yeah. legit jumped around. He's been with Edmonton, and then he got traded. He got traded uh, at an offseason, or during the, the season. No, that Most was the, to, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh for the playoff yeah. run. Then, next season traded again to Anaheim in the offseason. That was when they got Carl Haglin yep. over. And then signed with the Blues. Signed with the the Blues and then we let him go. And then, you know, even uh, I, one of the things that Perron said that I have up on here, then he talked to Doug Armstrong about things. He said he talked to Mr. Mr. Stillman and Armstrong about signing and stuff. And one of the things that Armstrong kind of said that they regretted putting me on the expansion uh unprotected list basically that was one of the mistakes they made and uh just them and this and, and this guy's and as much crap as came out during this whole like Tavares said want to sign it's you know some of the stuff the cardinals went through with uh help me out what's the guy last year hits a lot of home runs didn't want to oh, come here oh um, stanton okay yeah. he didn't want to come here after the, the cardinals had a degree deal and then now now this like kind of narrative is going around st louis that nobody wants to play here or stay here because of the city is dying we had this whole discussion right. last podcast but David Braun's like, I genuinely love the city. I want to come back here? So I'm kind of, I'll be honest, kind of turned my opinion on around after he kind of talked about it. And I'm I, just like, <laughs> doesn't mean I excuse the off uh, the uh, offensive zone penalties that's going to oh, ensue yeah, this season. But kind of as a person, maybe be like, okay, man, that's awesome that he genuinely wants to. And he has a son now, and he wants to raise his kid here. So that's like, this guy legit likes the city, loves being here. Okay, if David Perron is here to finish that contract. I will buy each of you a David Perron jersey. Ooh, oh, sweet! And that I'm is, telling that you is right recorded. now. I, <laughs> I, I look at the relationship between Perron and the Blues, and I feel like it's we're the hot chick that he's always trying to get with, mm-hmm. and like you know we'll bring him in and things are good for a little bit. We get our we get our uh, you know our self esteem back up and we kick him out. Yeah. And then, you know, something happens to us. We feel bad about ourselves, so we bring him back. And he tells us how pretty we are and how much he loves us. And we get our spirits back up, and we kick him out again. And then, you know, we get dumped by someone else. We feel, we feel bad. And well, David comes back and makes us feel better. I'm telling you, within a year or two, that dude's somewhere else. It's going to happen. But, and, but you also just wonder, too. I mean, this team is built. I, I think he's done a really nice job, and I know we'll talk about it more, of, I mean, it's in a win-now mode. It is. You know sure. what I mean? So, so, and a guy like Perron, I would think, depending on the no trade protection that he has, which Jesus is Christ, he has a, like, I'm just looking it up just because I, I figured yeah. him up. He has, he uh, submits a, only a five team no trade, which is 
Oh, he's so so five teams that he won't go to. The yeah, rest so he would. twenty. So okay. he has twenty four that he can right. go to. Twenty. So he's not going to Florida. He's not going to Montreal. He might go to Montreal because he could. Well, we kind of guessed where we thought he was going. Actually, I thought for sure he was going yeah. to Montreal. It still brings up this only brings up the question to me, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about. So we really gave one of these no trade deals to Berglund. Well, we've talked about this at nauseum. I because remember when he signed that deal. The no trade didn't kick in for like what a season or two. Mm-hmm. Okay. It changed every year, what I, which we found out. I, okay, I firmly, firmly believe that that Berglund contract was when we were talking with Ottawa to try to get uh, Jason Spezza out of Ottawa, ah. and I think they we were offering them a bunch of dudes with no contracts left, and they wanted something that they were going to be able to hold on to, <clears throat> and I think. Armstrong was trying to work a sign and trade, sign Berglund, ship him to Ottawa, and in the meantime, they sent Spezza to Dallas. Armstrong got ho- caught holding the bag on a Berglund deal that was not, not a good deal. Yep, it was expensive that. and too long, and all these crazy things. Because yep. I truly don't think he thought he was going to have to worry with that contract for more than seventy-two hours. Yeah, that so makes sense. I, I think he gave Berglund. A lot of stuff that Berglund wanted that he was like, well, whatever, whatever you want. I'm right. not going to pay this. Right. So, You're uh, going to be in Ottawa in, t- yeah. in two, in two days. Yeah. So real quick on Berglund's thing, looking on cap friendly, he has like a basically the 2018-19 season, 20 team, no trade list. 1920, it goes to uh, for the rest of his contract, actually, from 1920 on, it's a 15 team trade, no list. So wow. basically half the league. So uh, so I don't know. It depends if Buffalo was on his list, which will uh, a little spoiler alert there. Uh, if he's on the list, who knows? If not, he might have had to waive and talk him into because Savoka did not have one. Uh, so it's interesting there. So uh, we'll get back. So David Braun officially blue again. Uh, four right. years, four million dollars. Yeah, pretty much. That's Blue's uh, Blue's Twitter. I'm I'm not you don't hate upset it, with it, but I'm just like okay. You're looking for improvement because it's a guy that you've seen and you know what you're getting out of it basically. Yeah. Well, and also too, and I think this is one thing I think I said to you, Hoss. When you hear that there's issues with the locker room, potential for issues in the locker room, and you're bringing back a guy that had already been in the same locker room before, yeah. you're like, well, are you really are you really mixing that up the way that it needs to be mixed up? Agreed. Uh, but but I mean, you know, not to say that Peron was the problem or anything. I don't mean it even that way, yeah. but just if you wanted to churn personalities in Agreed. there, which it seemed like it needed to be done, and and at this point, yeah, it has, it right? Has, yeah. So yeah, so Blues start off uh, okay. And then uh, things kind of changed, and the Blues are apparently going to get Ryan O'Reilly. Who knows? They're going to ship Robert Thomas there, Jordan Cairo, possibly Colton Pareko, which is another crazy. Yep, that name. name got thrown around a lot. A lot of big names got thrown around for quite a bit during this whole thing. Why are you? Tr- why is everybody trying to get rid of the big fella? It's only two. I mean, he's, this is second year. In I the think league. it's one of those where they we need centers, and I th- you know we're we're heavy defensive right now, and we're great defensive, and I think that. You know, with anything in this league, you have to give to get. And, and Buffalo is to a point now where I don't think Buffalo wants picks anymore. Buffalo wants roster players because yeah. they want to start improving. They've got, what, Younger. two, two, a number one overall and a number two overall in the last three years. Yeah, so Darlene and then uh, Eichel. Yeah. Yep. So, I, you know, I was, depending on what the rest of that package was going to look like, we were texting all day that day when Parikio's name got thrown around, and I was like, I don't like it, but if it gets us Ryan O'Reilly, depending on what else is on the back end of that package, 
I'm okay with it. Yeah. I thought they would throw in somebody like Bogoyzin because he's in a right-handed shot. They would yeah. throw in. I mean, he's not great, but I think they'd throw him in there just to kind of offset. You're getting the better of the right-handed defenseman in Pareko and sure. blah, blah, So the Blues uh, dress some of their center depth, which is interesting. Uh, with this signing, you're a lot more excited than I was. Yeah, I, I like the signing. So Tyler Bozak comes to the Blues on a three-year, $15 million uh, deal. Some say he's overpayment. Some say, you know... A lot of Toronto fans are mixed on this. We're reading it. Some were like happy the guy got a good deal and stuff, and some were like, "Oh, glad he's only a power play specialist." I'm like, "Cool, we'll take it. Oh, well, we right. need that. Cool, man, because right. that's what I need." Because right. uh, and, and also a right-handed two. We got two right-handed shots now. Mm-hmm. This team was devoid of right-handed shots outside of Kyle Brodziak. Nothing against Kyle Brodziak, but kind of right. hard to put that on your power play number one power play sure. unit or even power play number two unit. So he, so we get Tyler Bozak. So spent his whole career in Toronto. Um, Side note, uh, his wife is very attractive. Oh, good. It tends so, to happen with welcome, athletes. Welcome to St. Louis. Yeah. So uh, he's very excited. And then I don't know if you guys were able to read his Player Tribune article, which is really interesting and made me like a big fan of his all of a sudden. Yeah. He's like, I want to win a Stanley. Quote here is, I want to win a Stanley Cup so damn bad. Like bad. That's why I wanted to come to St. Louis. Mm, it's great. So it it's makes it. Admit, admit, yeah. and, that, and it's something like that. And it's like, he's like, nothing is Toronto. I've like grown up there and all this stuff. And, but obviously my role is diminished there and they're moving in different directions. So I went to the team where I think the next best chance for me to win a cup. And mm-hmm. that's St. Louis. Every, he's like, I, uh, Bacchus reached out to, he reached out to Bacchus, Petrangelo, um, and Fabry, which is interesting. Fat Robbie Fabry was like a huge, like, Reach everybody reached out to Robbie Fabry because so did uh, Ryan O'Reilly too, which oh, is weird. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's the eyebrows. It must be, <laughs> or the number. Well, look damn right, it's the number. Yeah. So, but uh, so Tyler Bozak comes here. Uh, probably say power play specialist. Probably going to be plugged in your number three now. I would spoiler imagine alert. so. But at the time, we think number two, and we're kind of like, I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're out on O'Reilly. That kind of sucks. Got kind of my heart set on that the whole time. I'm like, man, we're going to make that trade and. That's going to help us out, but okay. I'll take Tyler Bozak. So last year, 81 games played, 11 goals, 32 assists, 43 points. Um, in the playoffs, he had – he played Boston. Uh, he only had three points, six uh, penalty minutes. So not too bad. Uh, very so, blues. That's a very blues stat line. Well, and also, too, and I was always – I was already talking people out of the tree like, all right, we're going to call him our number two center, okay? Right. Or that's what we're going to call him. Well, whether he's going to be that, that's a whole other story. Agreed. But it just seems like another bottom six guy. and But it yeah. seems like another bottom six guy, like, point-wise. But then also what I go back to before is needing to change the chemistry in that locker room. Yeah, apparently, a very like good, kind of apparently a good locker room guy is what I got from Toronto. And that, so. that seems like that kind of seems like if you're going to overpay to, to, to do these things, it seems like he might be a specialist kind of guy to do it. I look at Bozak this year the way I looked at Shen last year. Like, you know, when we got Braden Shen, everyone was like, oh, okay. That's a that's a good player. I don't know if he's that good, but he's a good player. Look at Uriel Terra. That was like, right. that was the positive he, everybody he took out of the deal. Here and, you know, Shen had a effing fantastic season. Yep. And, you know, I, I think that whether he's a second line or third line, what he brings to the power play is, is going to be what's invaluable for this team. Mm-hmm. Because this the power play can't get worse. The three of us... And two other dudes from the street could put up a power play better than the Blues last Correct. season. Correct. Boy, and you talk about something that, I mean, monumentally needs to change and monumentally needs to change off of the bat in yep. 2018 and Ranked 30th last year out of 32 teams. God, so 31 teams, excuse me. So really bad. Uh, Who was worse than the Blues? I'd have to look it up. Sorry. I, I, I said ranked 30th. I'm going to 
just guess it's got to be someone like Montreal, well, Buffalo, Phoenix, or, or Buffalo, Buffalo, something like that. But um, yeah, and the Blues historically for the Blues, they technically had the worst power play in franchise history, percentage wise. Yeah, and the least and tied for the least amount of goals, mind you, outside of lockout years. Which is insane if you think about it. Considering back then there was only seventy games played and sixty games played, and they still tied that. I mean, that's just and that's just this team should not be that void of a offensive ability in the, on the power play. Like, I that's agree, ri- dude. That's I ridiculous, agree. man. And and I read this in the paper the other day. Um, I don't remember actually where I read it at because uh, I want to give them credit. But I mean, boy, you talk about something that is going to be a laser pointer on Mike Yo. Early on in this year, and that coaching staff man is going to be the ability mm-hmm. to make that something immediately. Now he's got some horses; he's got some different horses Agreed. than before. But man, they've that is that is a critical thing to watch probably early in the year. I agree. Yep. So, Blues fans, Blues Twitter is pretty much what I'm looking at. Eh, that's pretty much the feeling right now. I'm trying to do a story right now. The Blues are kind of like, eh, okay, and you're kind of down. And People weren't jumping off of buildings, but they were sure looking out of high windows. Uh, Armstrong did his uh, press conference, talked about his signings, which we get into the very last signing. Uh, the Blues did avoid losing Carter Hutton to the uh, Buffalo, uh, what was it Sabres? called? Oh, there you go. Side note, I watched The Office the other day, and yeah. when they got bought out by the... Do you know that uh, story? That's, that's amazing. What do you, you mean? know that, the Sabre story? What, for the, from The Office? No, no the no, side no. note, that just wanted to be the old Cole Street building? No. Go, I'll go for it real quick. Um, so Burton and I uh, were walking by um, back when we had even the building with KDNL. Yeah, yeah. And um, I can't remember his name now. What a bunch of nice folks the they The guy were. who used to work for the River and also did stuff for KDNL. Oh, Jason Miller. Jason Miller. Oh, I, I remember this. It was in a and spot. He, and he was voicing... The game tags that would be like, you know, like the 15 second bumpers, like tonight at 7 p.m. on yeah. KNL. And we walk, and we, Bert and I walk by right as we hear, tonight, Blues, Sabres, oh. 7 p.m. on <laughs> KNL. We both went, oh. now just keep walking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure that went to air. That's what happens when you. That's just what happens sometimes in that copy, man. Uh, <laughs> so good. So Blues lose Carter Hutton, who's probably going to be the starter more than likely in Buffalo. Got a good deal, three years. Good luck to him. And, uh, a bunch of money. So good for him to get that extra money. He, the Blues were in the mix on Carter Hutton too. At the end of the day, um, didn't work out. Well, he wants to start. He wants yeah. to play. Yeah. Interesting note that uh, Kelly Chase tweeted out, which I have a note here. He said, thanks, you know, Carter Hutton, thanks for all the professionalism you brought. And he's like, Blues had a chance. He wanted to sign for $1.5 million mid-year that the Blues didn't want to negotiate. And look what he turned it into. Wow. So the Blues could have had one more year at Carter Hutton, possibly, at less than what they paid the new guy, which we'll get into now. That would have been a steal. That That's that's yeah. that's bad on and Armstrong. And I believe that was on Kelly, was Kelly Chase. That's on my notes here is Kelly Chase's Twitter. If that's legit, that's bad on Armstrong. Yeah, well, I, probably so, yes. But you know what, man? We need to figure out this whole Jake Allen situation for good, for bad, for indifferent, this one is, way or the other. This has got to be. He's got to get the keys to the yeah. car, man. Yeah. And I think not having that bird over his shoulder, maybe potentially it could help. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm starting to think this kid's as wackadoo as I am. I, I think he is, and I, I think I go back to the maybe season. that's not fair. I didn't mean it. No, I, I think I, mean, I think no, no. it's true you. though. We got you though. I, I think that you go back to the first season that Brodeur was not playing, but still with this team. And he was a more hands-on, day-to-day goalie coach working with Jake Allen. Yeah. And you saw how Jake goalie Allen whisperer. just exploded. Yeah. And how great he got. And ever since then, now that Brodeur is up in the office, it's been a steady decline. And I, we've said it numerous times on this podcast. 
I don't care if I'm Tom Stillman. I don't care what I'm paying Martin Brodeur to do, whatever it is that is on his contract that says you're the you know vice president of whatever. There's nothing in this franchise that's more important than your on-ice product. Yeah. And if our goalie needs you to work with him on a daily basis, then you go put your skates on and you go work with Jake Allen yeah. and fix that. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, know. I just, I, this, I, you, I mean, somebody has got to have talked to him again and just be like, buddy, this is your squad. We go with you. This, I mean, yeah. they're, they're, dude, more so than any time that Jake Allen has been the starter here, there are absolutely no excuses. Right. Not that this team is perfect and not that this team is coming out as the best team in the league, but this team is good. Best yeah. team and in a couple needs, years at least. He, he needs to be the guy. Ashley has brought up a couple times, and I think there could be truth to it just because it happens at the same time of year every year, yeah. that, that she thinks he suffers from seasonal depression. Because it's always right around the holidays, December through right around like that that window between Thanksgiving and Christmas that it starts. Yeah, and it lasts until just after the end of February. Well, I mean, and, and if that's, I mean, if that's it, I, but, but you would have to think with the mm. way that sports medicine works, Agreed. in two thousand and seventeen, eighteen, there to... that there would be some coach, somebody in an organization that wouldn't be able to. To t- I mean, not that it's that easy sort of thing, but I honestly think that this could just simply be a matter of this guy getting in his own head. Oh, I and think for living sure. in his own head. Yeah, I, I 100% say, agree I with that. Say, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Marc-Andre Fleury, actually, when he had a couple meltdowns, a hand, maybe it was like five. Mm. It was right before they won the cup the next time around when he won the back-to-back cups. He had an extremely bad playoffs. I want to say against Philly, I want to say, and was had like a below 90 save percentage and was really, really bad. And he said in the offseason when they address it, he came back and said, I saw a sports psychologist three times a week over the summer, and I plan to see him at least once a week during the year. And that guy has been pretty decent since then and yeah. wound up getting, mind you, way overpaid in this offseason. But we won't True. talk about that. So back to the goaltending. The Blues get their own guys. So basically swap goalies to Buffalo, which is interesting. So they get Carter Hutton, our backup. We get their backup from last year being uh, Chad Johnson. Uh, Blues were rumored in to be on a couple people. Supposedly old friend Yaroslav Halak was apparently rumored to be in. I think that – look, and I I was always a Halak guy between Halak and Elliott, but bringing that dude back in sends the wrong message top to bottom. Absolutely. Can I be very honest with you about Chad Johnson? Yeah. No idea who he was. Yeah, <laughs> he, he is. A, he he's a perennial like the veteran traveling goaltender. No one in Buffalo he, knew either. Yeah, I, mean, I did. I did. They said Chad Johnson. Uh, oh, just think he play goal. Yeah. So Chad Johnson, six uh, three, uh, two hundred pounds, uh, thirty two years old. So last year was his career worst, which is uh, I guess not great. Terrific, but great trade. I'm looking at everything right here and. But you got to think, Buffalo was not great last year. Yeah. Uh, that's an understatement. So I remember Chad Johnson, uh, he won a game and uh, my notes, da, 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 and notes right there. One hit, one game in November, the end of November. Next time he won a game, March. Oh, man. Terrific. That's now, a, that's how many drive. games in there did he play? Uh, 18. Oh. All right. Well, so. <laughs> right. Well, so, but is this, first of all, is this a two way deal or is this a one way deal? It is a one way deal. So he's going to be here. So it's not. Not but set in stone, I guess you could say, because if he gets outplayed, man, it's a contract that, unfortunately, it's over a million dollars. So it would hit the cap still. It would be prorated to a degree. Um, but it's one of those things where I guess you could put if him in Billy minors. If Billy Huso outplays them, they'll cut him. Yeah, they'll cut him loose, I think. They'll, they'll, they'll put him on waivers. Uh, last year, like I said, career was 10 wins, 16 losses, um, uh, outstanding goals against a 3.55, mm. and a save percentage of 0.891. 
mind you, career-wise, that's way below his career. His career is .91 as a save percentage career-wise, and so that was historically low. Um, he's played with the uh, Rangers, Arizona, Boston, Islanders, Buffalo, Calgary, Buffalo. Mind you, the reason in Calgary, guess who he had to save that year in Calgary? Uh, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Brian Elliott for 1,000, Alex. And you're correct. And then Brian Elliott's the one who wound up playing his way out of Calgary, unfortunately. I, I, think, I mean, I think if all goes well, this guy plays 20 games. Maybe. Does oak, you know, keeps the, the Blues head above water when yeah. Jake Allen needs to Yeah, I say 20 to 30 in that range. I think they're going to, I legit think they're going to, like, give it to Allen and say, hey, man. It's make or, like yeah, we thought last year was make or break. This year, this like is it. This, he's done a lot to turn this team around this year. So, which brings me to the other question that we've had for the last two years. We talked about it ad nauseum around the draft and free agency. Who do you go get? Yeah, right now, like, there's nobody. I, I, I mean, I, I I legitimately think if there was a better goaltender available in free agency this year, the Blues would have made yeah, the deal and shipped Jake Allen somewhere. That was like the condensed version of yeah. what we need to do. So the, basically we signed, you know, we talked about the Perron, 4 by 4 deal. Uh, Tyler Bozak, 3 by 5 And Chad Johnson, one-year deal. So you get your backup. I think Chad Johnson was the one where we were kind of like hopeful for. Sure. Like we talked about. We talked, well, about, I think that, we talked about the Bozak. Yep. I, and I liked the Bozak signing, and I still do. And I think that, you know, he – if truth be told, I think that that Bozak deal was made because I don't think Armstrong was confident he was going to get the Ryan O'Reilly deal done, and he needed something in the middle. Yep, which we talked about, and then as we talked about, we talked to Donnie about it, and, and uh, you know, thankful for Donnie coming in and talking during this, and the Blues pulled off the biggest trade in uh, quite some time in the off season. Boy, that was a big one. All right, and we're back. And uh, so things are done for the day. July 1st, you're, everybody goes about their business. Everybody kind of rages on online for a little bit like we were talking about. Then out of nowhere, it's about 7 o'clock. I get the alert when – I forgot the hell I was doing that day. Ryan O'Reilly is traded to the St. Louis Blues for a ton of guys. Yep. So all the hot of, garbage gone in one fell swoop. <laughs> Interesting. And p- pretty much I was darn close, by the way, on my prediction. I, yeah. was, I was two players off. But uh, so the Blues trade Vladimir Saboka, Patrick Berglund, Tage Thompson, a first round pick in 2019, a second round pick in two or in 2021, all for just Ryan O'Reilly. So the Blues, the big hang up was I don't know if you guys caught on that online was he had a sign his signing bonus was, was seven due million dollar yeah right it was seven and a half million dollars that day so basically his whole salary gets him one day must be nice and. And Buffalo apparently was not going to trade him after that, or the price is going to go up, or whatever the hell was going on. And but I guess uh, Buffalo changed their mind because after Bozak signed, Armstrong even said he thought he was done with it. And he comes back, and the Blues acquire potentially a number one center. I think Braden Shin is pretty much a number one center, but 
probably the most center depth this team has had in yeah years. So years. years. I would say maybe the weight years, Doug weight years, possibly. Yeah. I'm going to name drop here. Go for it. So we had been. I'd gotten to the point that day where I put the phone aside. Was like, I got to do this for my own mental health, like to walk away because I'm just too bitter, Bill. Man, this is right. not good. So we did whatever we did. I'm doing later on that day. We did dinner. I'm doing the dishes, and uh, I'm listening to music on my phone. And I get two messages from Jerry Jost from the Urge. Right. And uh, the second message is, "This changes this team completely!" Exclamation point! Exclamation point! And I'm like. What? What? So I check the messages and I see that it's right that it's O'Reilly. And then on top of that, I see that Swobodka and Berglund are walking out the other side, and I'm like, oh man, this is fantastic. You know what I mean? I mean, this mm-hmm. is that you get rid of a couple guys that, that, needed that needed to go. That you're continuing to change the culture, which is such a big deal, and you're getting your number one, your number two, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And I was just ecstatic. Yeah. Ecstatic. And then it was you know, completely different than it had been 12 hours before and my feelings on everything. I want to know which one of the two was the throw-in when Buffalo said, you have to take the $7.5 million uh, yeah, payment. Yeah, that's interesting. I because never in a million years, and I knew that it was fairly common knowledge that Armstrong was shopping both Saboka yeah. and Berglund. I never in a million years thought he'd get rid of both of them in one, in one shot. Yeah. So I, I wonder what the original deal was, and then when Buffalo said, "Oh, by the way, you're going to pay us back the seven point five million dollars for O'Reilly," Armstrong's like, "Cool, you're taking this guy too." Yeah. Yeah. So Ryan O'Reilly, six one, two hundred sixteen pounds, uh, in his prime, twenty seven years old. So you're getting a guy signed for five more years, which is freaking amazing at seven and a half million dollars on his cap hit last year, eighty one games. 24 goals, 37 assists, uh, like we said, minus 23 on a really bad Buffalo team. Uh, some power, 15 power play goals. Uh, set an NHL record for faceoffs taken in one year and faceoffs won. He had a 61.6. That's ridiculous. Which is, was, not, I believe it or not, only number two in the league for, I think it was uh, somebody in, I think it was one of the Chicago centers that was yeah. higher. So something the Blues needed, A, a really good center. Yeah. B, somebody to do face-offs, because right after this, we all saw Cobb Raziak did not re-sign and went, which home, was to, in the which went home to Edmonton, which yeah. is fine. Um, so, like I said, well, I kinda, we kind of talked about it. So, Riley changes everything. So, you, that literally made this day from being kind of crappy to really, really good, because you're looking at three centers down the line, Shen, O'Reilly, Bozak. So, Bozak could shift down to number three now. Uh, he's never played wing, apparently, so we really can't shift more to wing, but who cares at this point? You get Saboka and Berglund gone, which at this point, and not sadly, and then we talk about Jared Bear Jackman. The first part, my second favorite player is Patrick Berglund. Wow. So, um, but I'm at the point where I'm not. I know, shake your head all you want. I, I, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I've 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 listened to that so many times over the course of the years, and it's like listen to something like you know you hear the words right. correctly, but they just don't make sense. Yeah. But I'm at the point where I'm like also not like fanatical enough where I knew is things have run its course and right. things needed to happen that uh, you got way too big of a deal for what you do year wise. I thought the money was actually fine if you, but it had to be not five years, which is stupid. But at that point, uh, Saboka, uh, same way. The Blues actually gained cap space on this deal, yeah. crazily enough, uh, seven hundred sixty-five thousand. Wow, uh, which is weird. Uh, you lose Tage Thompson, one of the quote-unquote big four. 
Uh, I think the one who was probably the lowest projected of the big four. I don't know how you guys felt like about Tage Thompson. Yeah, well, I, I certainly thought that he was given the opportunity that he complained about not getting. Sure, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, which was my I mean? next thing I was remembering. But yeah, but, go ahead. But, but I mean, I mean, it's like you say, man. I mean, you got to give up something to get something. Yeah. And I would prefer if they're going to move anybody that it's not Costin, that it's not Thomas, that it's not Cairo. Exactly. You, you can't. You, you... And Pareko at this point because he was rumored too. So you yes. Keep a lot of big yeah, guys. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm all right. If he's the one that's got to go, I can absolutely deal with that. Yeah, I mean, someone's got to take the shot, and it's it's Tage Thompson in this case. And I like Tage Thompson. I think that he has the ability to be a, a good player. But if you ask me, would you rather have Ryan O'Reilly or Tage Thompson, I'm taking Ryan O'Reilly every time. And yeah. you're going to find out what Thompson's got. Yeah, oh, yeah, Buffalo doesn't some, have much else. So. He's yeah. going to get some real yeah. playing time. He's yeah. gonna, the, the rumor was, at least, or what they kind of slotted him in, he's going to get with their big center prospect, Casey Middlestat, who was like a top seven pick, I think, top ten pick a couple years ago. And he's going to possibly get time with him. So they're going to try to put those two together and see what happens is what I kind of uh, read from what they were doing. Yeah. So they're going to give him every opportunity, which is great. I think that's something like his type of player needs. Like uh, He needs as much playing time as possible. Maybe the Blues didn't give him enough. 41 games, only three goals, whatever. To each his own. Like Chris, I've said many times, like I like Thompson, but I think out of all the big four, he's the one that I really wanted us to pe- the deal because I think he had the lowest ceiling of anybody. Yeah. Uh, but and there was those undercurrent stories too that that he was not an A plus effort guy. Yeah. So which you never, which I always hate throwing those out there because nobody really nobody knows. knows. Nobody really knows. <laughs> and let's be honest, that dude's C plus effort is better than my A plus effort. <laughs> yeah. Any day of the week. <laughs> right. So, uh, so the Blues move on. After this day, July 1st ends. Blues fans are hailing Doug Armstrong from being an idiot to basically God Well, after this. Most everyone. <laughs> Almost everyone. We know a couple. One, a couple, whatever. Yeah, so basically Doug Armstrong turns the day around in one foul swoop, has another press conference, talks about everything. Happy to bring Ryan O'Reilly aboard. I'm going to throw a couple stones here. Uh, listen, if you are the general manager of a team of any kind, whether it be any of the big sports – you are going to have your things that you swing and miss on. Oh, it yeah. is just the nature of the freaking goddamn beast. Mm-hmm. You are legitimately gambling at a level that none of us will ever be able to gamble on. Yeah. All right? So there are going to be things that are not going to work out. Yeah. But I honestly believe in my soul of soul and in my heart of hearts that Doug Armstrong has 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 made some moves that make you scratch your head. Links of deals and things. I get it. But by and large, I think he's done a really outstanding job. And if you're going to get rid of Blues, pull off the big trade. Get Ryan O'Reilly, which looking back now, it's you kind of think like, wow, what we got for that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And we didn't know about the time here with uh, Ryan o- what the the trade parts, you know, Saboko going and Berglund going. Mm-hmm. With Berglund going with the – I think we didn't talk about was a no trade. Right. What happened with him. Like basically forgetting to s- submit his no trade. That is what you call the stars aligning. Yeah. Not for Berglund, obviously, but for the Blues and Doug Armstrong. 
he did uh, note, side note, he did sign this offseason with a uh, team in Sweden. So he did not go make an NHL comeback. Like, Do you think he's going to come back? I think maybe we'll, I think we'll see how the one year goes. Hopefully he gets his mental health back to where he needs to. I think he just got into a funk, man. I don't. I truly don't think that dude wanted to leave St. Louis. Yeah, he got he had a good year. I mean, simple as that. I mean, liked by. I mean, obviously getting traded, but I mean, you were liked by your teammates, and yeah. I think mostly. I mean, I think still management liked him, but I think it's one of those pieces he had to move to make it work. One hundred percent. Because he signed. Let's say you didn't sign. Let's say you didn't sign Bozak. You probably would have kept one. Agreed. But you signed Bozak, so you kind of had to 100% surplus there. So we also talked about later in the uh, offseason, we had uh, Pat Maroon jump along a little bit later than expected, but Blues did sign him as well. Yep, and then the Blues had their team pretty much complete there, with the last being Pat Maroon signed, kind of obviously the big deal they made there. One of those offseasons where everything worked, and that hasn't happened – it's been a while. Ever? Well, I mean, you can say even though the Blues didn't win Cups years, but when they actually had offseason, it went really well, and things kind of well, worked out the way it should have. I will say that I think one thing that the that Blues fans take for granted, uh, especially in recent history, is Doug Armstrong is really good about identifying who he wants and then going out and getting them. I mean, going all the way back to... You know, Jay Bowmeister and then Ryan Miller and, you know, on down the line with guys that have been circled not only by Blues insiders, but hockey insiders nationwide saying, you know, this this is the piece that the Blues need to go out and get. 95% of the time, I'd say Armstrong gets his guy. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't always work out. Look at Ryan Miller. That experiment did not work. Nope. But at the time, it was you know heavily applauded by everybody in the NHL. So the Blues are very, very, very good and have been very gifted at landing the men that they want. Uh, and I think this was another off season where Army not only talked the talk, but he walked the walk. Like he made changes. He went out and he either through trade or free agency acquired pieces now obviously David Perron was one that's been around the team a handful of times but it worked and that was the one that you know if if you rewind five minutes and ago and listen to what you and I and Donnie had to say all of us were kind of like I mean I hope it works this time yeah we like the guy but it's like you know it's like it's the worst the third time bringing it like what why why yeah what do you think is going to be different this time yeah and obviously it worked out so um you know, the Blues have the really good offseason. So yep. I would say interest being at the lowest has been after the season over. As I say, the season ended that way back in April, that April, mm-hmm. April 6th, when the season ended. Yep. Till July, let's say when Maroon signed, July 7th, let's say whenever. There's that, that number again. Yeah. The interest went from lowest has probably been to probably almost the highest, the highest has yeah. been. Just do. Well, the, I, I would certainly say expectations were high. I'll say that's probably a better word I'm looking for right there. Our expectations are high as they could have been. And we get into our finally, we start getting to our blues season previews like we always do. Yep. And then me and you had some predictions to make. Second. Mm-hmm. Oh, Winnipeg Natural, we were third. Yeah, so we weren't too far off. Yeah, so the Blues, you know, about where we finished, we said third. So I mean, right. you know, so we were 
right. I mean, but, but the way that we were a point away from it being first place. Yeah, I mean, two points technically. If you think of the Blues, right. you know, we're right there. I mean, a point. To, yeah, they're tied for the one. That's right. We tied me. with Winnipeg, and we both finished a point back of Nashville. Yeah. So or do I have that backwards? No, you're right because we faced Nashville. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I mean, so insane on how like like once we go we'll go through this whole retrospective, and we're talking about how things went, like how the Blues went from, you know. Worst the first, and how mm-hmm. that kind of started off, and that's where we're going to get into uh, with the next part of our preview. Like I said, uh, kind of just a quick little get, you know, wrapping things up here. So expectations are high as can be. So as you will see, where do the Blues go with expectations being as high as can be in Game One, which we'll talk about in the next podcast. Talk to you guys later.